Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday morning, July 22nd, 2021. He is Tristan H. Cockroft. The H stands for happy. Kyle Sapi expertly produces and researches. I'm just Eric Carabell. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Congrats to those Milwaukee Bucks and really the Phoenix Suns as well. I really wanted a Game 7 tonight. That was my personal choice. But oh well, congrats to Giannis. What an amazing... I know, Tristan, you were probably watching your Yankees on Tuesday, but what an amazing Game 6 that was. The playoffs were so much fun, even as my team, you know, pooped all over itself and left in the early. But I, that was great. That was great. Milwaukee, Phoenix, two teams that hadn't won in either forever or in the longest time. I want to see that in baseball, too. You know, teams that didn't. That went, let's see the Padres in the World Series. You know, let's see who else is a team. That's the Milwaukee won. Brewers. Maybe the Brewers. Absolutely. They've Could never be a won a big year for Milwaukee, like the Tampa past year. <laughs> Tampa's <laughs> never see. won. Yeah, let's let's see Tampa and Milwaukee. The, the battle of Willie Adamas in the World Series. Oh, That'd be fun. Yes. I'd love that. Willie Adamas revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. Anyway, this is a baseball show, so we're going to talk about baseball uh, and see if uh, there's anything that's on Tristan's mind today. The MLB trade deadline, by the way, is a week from tomorrow. That's next Friday. And uh, we will have a show. We will have two shows next week, as always, Monday, Thursday. Uh, And then we'll see what happens on Friday. I'm not sure a whole lot's going to happen. The Cubs seem like they're driving the news here. Uh, But, you know, from a fantasy aspect, Chris Bryant as a Cub or Chris Bryant as a Yankee or an Astro or a Brewer. I'm not sure there's that much of a difference here. So like he is what he is and he's very good. I'm not saying he isn't. But to me, the trade deadline is mainly about like David Bednar, who becomes a closer because the closer gets traded. That's mainly what it's about for fantasy purposes. But, you know, we'll get into this more next week. Do you have any thoughts about it? Yeah, I agree. The closers are usually where the needle is moved the most because that's just a categorical shift. Just that one category saves fall into the other guys. So Bednar's uh, column. Um, There are often at the last minute big names that get traded who do send waves throughout fantasy. The the fantasy values themselves don't change significantly, but I'm going to bet there is a big move. I'm going to bet there is a Bryant or maybe a Javi Baez or, or something like that kind of move. Maybe it's to the other league, and then we get into the discussion of AL versus NL-only leagues and opening up the fab wallet. I, I, look, I don't know how your experience is, but in a lot of mine, there is a quite a bit of fab hoarding. Quite I've been, I, in my NL-only labor, I have all my money um, waiting to see who gets traded from the AL to the NL. You're right. The biggest news really is not just about closers. It's about, you know, Chris Bryant goes to the American League, then that would be a big deal there. Yeah. I should have bid on Willie Adamas when he got traded to Milwaukee. I, I was like, oh, I'll save it. Willie Adamas, what's so special? Willie Adamas has been like one of the top shortstops in all, all of baseball since yeah. that trade. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Anyway. And you and um, you were on that with Adamas, and I made a couple of aggressive bids after that I one. I did. I and bid I'm very a lot. Pleased with what he's done. I bid on him in in Towers and and now I've moved up like not just because of him, but I'm like I moved up that's like a, twenty points between the mix. trade I made and Adamas. That's a mixed. Yeah. But I mean nobody wanted Willie Adamas. He wasn't hitting. Sure. And then I was like, okay, this might mean something. So I bid on him and JP Fire Eisen, who for a little while was good. Um, so but from the uh, from the only leagues angles, do you have leagues where that one player could just by dropping into that league make big waves here? Because I'm looking at my big AL and NL only leagues, and absolutely. I'm in a situation where the corner is a, a weak spot. If Chris Bryant got traded to the American League, and I had the hammer in terms of Fab, if I'm the one who could make the biggest bid and get him, that makes a big difference just based on the upgrade I get at corner infield. So that that's. It's it's going to be curious to see. You and I have had so many discussions over the years, labor and tell wars about big fab bids we've made at the trade deadline. I'm I'm curious who it's going to be this year. 
I am too. We'll get more into that next week. The news of today, uh, I guess the well, that Giants-Dodgers series, what an amazing series that was or has been, and I would love to see that in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if you got to see any of this Giants-Dodgers series, but that was like it was like serious baseball to me. That was like a lot of fun and, you know, blown saves. Uh, it was Trevor Rogers one night. It was Kenley Jansen the next. They have one more game. It's on ESPN Plus tonight. Anthony DiSclefani, who's been great. Walker Bueller has been great. I am absolutely checking that out. Hopefully, I can stay awake to watch the whole thing. Um, yes, I'm not 20. Not years easy. Old. It's not it's easy. Not easy. <laughs> you know, and then I'm you trying. Know, wait, I'm fighting it. <laughs> I'm debating. I'm not debating this. Like, I'll wake up like early to watch the Olympics, like at 7 a.m. But like 4 and 5 a.m. No, I can't do that. Come on, that's that's just you know, <laughs> that's just too much. Um, Nick Castellanos of the Cincinnati Reds. We're expecting him to be placed on the injury list. He has a slight wrist fracture, but slight wrist fracture is still a wrist fracture. And this is a shame because this has been one of the best players in fantasy this season. Nick Castellanos could win a batting title. Um, I don't think he's ever hit 30 home runs in a season. Where is he on the player radar? He's the number 13 hitter on the full season player radar, Nick Castellanos. And now he may be lost for a while. So what are your thoughts on him? I do think he has an injured list in, in his immediate future. I just can't see how he's going to be able to play through this. I, you know, And the issue I have with it is that because it's a, a wrist and a fracture, does this have any sort of long-term impact on his power? Because that's the thing that's been really, really uh, impressive this season. I just got to hope that it's a short stint, that he heals pretty quickly and comes back. I'm, I'm not making any dramatic changes, and certainly you can't cut him in ESPN leagues. I think that's one of the ones you have to keep in the IL spot. You can cut him if he's out for the next six weeks? If he's yes, if the if there is a timetable announced that he is missing six plus weeks, yes. Um, Aristides Aquino, any interest there? No, just the daily league uh, left. You know, power. Left he started I mean, he showed power two seasons ago in September, so we we know he can hit for power. But pitchers also kind of know how to get him out. He's he's just not very good. He he does have prolific power and he does have the ballpark to exploit it but i would only really use him in the streaming against lefty starters mold and preferably in the good ballparks like his home one six home runs and nine runs batted in <laughs> nine runs scored it's a very interesting line for him aristides aquino right now uh also, on base we, decently this year i'm a little surprised it's a small sample he's at 67 yep. plate appearances but 60 he's 27 he's not a kid and mm -hmm. um I don't know. I, I, I would like to see what he could do. I mean, I think he's a legit pickup if uh, Castellanos goes on the injury list. I mean, how many outfitters are out there right now? Let me let me look at the most added list for outfitters because this Bryce Harper could go on the injury list too. I He might have broken the bone in his ankle uh, fouling a ball off at, at Yankee Stadium last night. Jaron Duran is up to 35% rostered. Uh, the next outfitter is, my goodness, Josh Harrison is the number two most added outfitter in ESPN leagues. Josh Harrison. Akil Badu of Detroit. Uh, Josh Rojas, who himself got hurt. Um, Jock Peterson, Brandon Marsh of the Angels. Robbie Grossman's having a better season than most people realize. Robbie Grossman's got like 14 home runs already. Uh, the Tyler Tigers, and, and by the way, to those, you mentioned two Tigers there. The Tigers have been falling into some very favorable weekly matchups at times, and people aren't thinking about them a lot. Do not completely discard them. But Dew has moved up often into the leadoff spot, and Grossman's hitting third. Yeah, which is unbelievable that Robbie Grossman's batting third. But Akil Badu has eight home runs and 14 stolen bases in like half yeah. the season. Yeah. And he's not being overwhelmed. He's taking walks. Now he's overwhelmed against lefties. He should not be playing at all against lefties. But against right hand pitching, it's 945 OPS with power yeah. and speed. I know. You know, they are leading him off against lefties. It shows some of the, the lack of depth on the roster, but it's also speaking well to his performance lately. 
I would pick up Akil Badu. I think he's uh, he's very interesting right now. And, and Juice that orange. I'm not sure that's a juicing the orange. I think he's going to continue to hit right-handed pitching. Not maybe maybe not to a 945 OPS, but like how much different is he than Jesse Winker right now? I mean, really? yeah, well, yeah, and and those Winker are, can't hit lefties at all. Right, they are in exact contrast to one another. I do trust Winker's skill set to be consistent week over week in general. But yeah, to your point, he's been in a massive slump. Doesn't hit lefties. Have to use him against righties. The righty heavy weeks. I just don't think Badu has that star caliber potential week over week. I think it's. I think it's short lived. Fair enough. Uh, Yerman Mercedes is rostered in 26.4% of ESPN standard leagues. Uh, last night on Instagram, he announced his retirement, but I don't think we think that's going to stick. Maybe he's angry at the organization or he doesn't like minor league hotels or whatever it is. But what would you do with him in a deeper league? Wouldn't you wait to see how this plays out? Because it's certainly possible. I doubt the White Sox call him back up because of this announcement, but I bet they change his mind and they trade him somewhere. What, what do you think happens here? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not going to pass a judgment on him because, look, you know, everybody needs to make their own decisions, and I respect the fact that he's doing that. If he feels he needs to step away from baseball, I get it. I think the problem is that while he could change his mind tomorrow, if this is the announcement and it's the truth, I I really do think that ends his season for all intents and purposes for fantasy. I just don't think that he gets back into the mix for the White Sox. They remove him from their plans, and it's just not in the cards, and we're looking at 2022. Certainly glad I dropped Dalton Varsho to pick up Mercedes in May. That worked out really well. Um, yeah, no, the, he made his choice, but I, I don't know if that's in fairness. Varsho is Varsho had done nothing until about a couple of weeks ago. I know, I know. That's you know that happens. Um, no more Alex Kirilov of the Twins. Have you seen enough of Alex Kirilov to think that he could be interesting and relevant in twenty twenty two? He has an injury, I think, to his wrist. Um, twins have guys like that like he reminds me of kepler a little bit you know like yeah i don't think he's gonna he was supposed to hit for batting average kirilov he's left-handed guy with power um but you know he had 251 this season in you know 231 plate appearances so maybe you know max kepler hasn't exactly shined they have a couple guys like this yeah and i i i feel that kepler's power is a little bit overrated and his hit tool is not as good as kirilov's is i don't think kirilov is a vastly superior player long term but i like him and i do think he's going to be a starting quarter outfield for them i also think trevor larnack is going to be one i think they're both solid players i i I like kirloff personally this could be a buying opportunity in dynasty leagues it could you know after our show on monday everybody scored a ton of runs national scored 18 although it was against miami that mets reds game went to extra innings was 15 11 tiger scored run red Sox. um we don't really talk about spin rates very much on this show because i I feel like if you've if if you're rostering garrett cole you're nothing going to change you're not going to trade him away because the spin rates going down or anything like that but did you make any because and and runs didn't didn't get scored in bushels since monday it was just one day what are you making of, of of the last five weeks since MLB cracked down and started enforcing pitchers and what they're doing there? Is any any change to you in fantasy? A little bit, yes, but it's affecting everybody relatively equally. I think. Um, I mean, Garrett Cole was one of the big ex- biggest examples of players who slumped initially afterwards, and then he's been outstanding in the past couple of outings since then. So that answered some of the questions. To the Monday high scoring day. 
I'll reply that it was day four coming out of the All-Star break. It means a lot of fourth and fifth starters and guys who were at the All-Star game who didn't really get a break who were coming back and might have been on a little bit of limits. So I think it was a one-day aberration. But at the same time, it dawned upon me that, yes, scoring. Scoring could well be up. We, we've talked about how batting averages up a, a good chunk of points since these rules went into effect. I bet scoring is going to be a little bit, little bit I, more. I think, I think scoring is really going to be up in September because there's no more 40-man roster. Everybody gets on the roster in September. Pitchers are already running out of gas. I what mean, is the? Are you sure? What are the rules? 28. I thought it was 28. It was the roster right, limit. Right, but then you can't have everybody on it, so you can't have a ton of relievers. Right. So, and we're already seeing it's not even August yet. And so many relief pitchers, starting pitchers, first of all, a lot of starting pitchers, young starting pitchers are going to get shut down, especially on, on ultra ran teams. So that's going to affect things. And, you know, I don't want to name names, but you're going to see all all these journeyman types, like the guy who started that game for the Marlins on Monday, gave up a ton of runs and they just left them in there. Might've been the Marlins, might've been Toronto. I can't remember, but that lefty, um, that's the one. And, you're going to see more guys like that who probably don't belong in the major leagues, but just need to eat innings for bad teams to get them through a, you know, a six month season. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to really help the, the hitters in September, yeah. but it may even be before that. So like, cause hitters get tired, but it's not like pitchers getting tired. So. I'm gonna to, yeah. And I'm going to have to dig deeply into the roster rules. Cause I might, I, I lack the understanding on September, whether it's going to go like the NFL with inactives if we're still subject to the 10-day minor league demotions and the like, it's going to make those maneuvers difficult. In which case, I agree with you, but I think that expands into August. I, Miami, you, I'm glad you brought, brought them up. Miami has a very high likelihood of their pitchers cratering. They're all ahead of pace. All of their good arms are ahead of pace. They don't have the depth to fill this. As you mentioned, Detweiler is representative of the fact they don't even have fill-in options. They brought in Braxton Garrett and sent him back down after one spot start. I don't know how they're going to f- uh, fill the final I don't either. I mean, even right now, Alcantara is coming back. I think he's on the bereavement list, but Pablo Lopez has a shoulder. Trevor Rogers, they're going to shut him down early. So I don't know how they get through the final two months of the season. I really, I mean, somebody's going to sign Bartolo Colon at some point. Right. I mean, maybe like, them. Well, that'd be fun. Well, maybe them. Like, I don't yeah. know how a team like that, you know, six, those done. I, I, I think, I it's think gonna Cleveland be really is going to fall into this depending on the health of their other guys. I think Baltimore is going to fall into well, this to a certain I mean, degree. They're already using Matt Harvey. Yeah. So like, you're going to have like, yeah. Tom Arizona. Start. Oh yeah. Arizona could fall into this. Uh, fa- like, look, Detroit, the team I, the team I used to root for is facing such an easy schedule in September. They're going to face like Pittsburgh's pitching and Arizona's pitching. Like how can you not score runs? I, if, well, in defense, I think Pittsburgh's a little better off for depth than those teams that I mentioned. All right, let's uh, move along now. It's time for combo meals. Sing it. Hey, it's a combo meal. Combo, combo. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal. These players are making moves this week, and making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com/sports. Jeff McNeil, the Mets, not having a very good season, but he had a home run to steal on Monday. The aforementioned Max Kepler did it on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Chris Taylor, who's really underrated, i got to tell you. He's a top 100 player. And Jorge Polanco did it as well. I've got Chris Taylor rostered in a whole bunch of spots. And, man, I'm really enjoying the Chris Taylor experience. He's the number 20 hitter for the season on our player radar. 
He's lodged in between Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts for the season on the player radar. Eligible at both middle infield spots and outfield on his way to a 2020 season with Mookie out. He's been leading off and Mookie's not having a very good season. He's not in the top 20. It's just, that's interesting to me. Like Chris Taylor, after all these years, I mean, he's always been a, well, not always in Seattle. He wasn't, but it's always, he's been a pretty underrated player with the Dodgers. And now, I mean, if you look at Chris Taylor's like numbers the past two seasons, you're like, oh, he's a helpful player. He's a guy who's generally available in free agency, a little bit of pop, doesn't hurt you in average. He's all, he's already at 14 homers and nine steals. Love this guy. Yeah. And he's a 30 year old who you'd think would not have this sort of career uptick, except for the fact that he has drawn a lot more walks over the past year, year. I'm not even going to say calendar year. It's past literal year. Um, I'm wondering a little bit here, is this kind of like the new Justin Turner, where at that point in his career where you wouldn't expect it to happen, that he did something to improve himself to that level, that he is a year over year superstar now. I like this guy. I, I Not elite stats, top, but top hundred guy. Do you know there's only five guys who have scored more runs than Chris Taylor this season? And they're all all stars. Not shocked. Fernando's been one of the few Jr. guys who stayed healthy for them. The three juniors, Tatis, Vlad, and Acuna, Bo Bichette, and Marcus Semien. Chris Taylor was an all-star too, but Chris Taylor was really underrated. Anyway. Yeah. That's he's not gonna he's not gonna put up the, the league leading numbers in any one category, but they're all gonna be good. Very reliable, consistent. Multi-qualifier, like you said. I mean, you know, Jorge Polanco is having pretty much the same season without the, well, he's scoring runs too. I mean, 14 homers, nine steals, 260, kind of what, you know, maybe you expected coming into the season. Nobody ever talks about Jorge Polanco, but, you know, <laughs> he hasn't really <laughs> been brought into the Twins' morat. You know, like, it's it's okay what he's been doing. He had 22 homers a couple of years ago, and I was like, he can't do that again. He's going to do that again, and he's going to get a career high in stolen bases. Not really true that he hasn't been talked about. Some moron suggested cutting him because he felt he was overrated, and I just don't know who that guy might have been. Uh, I don't yeah, know that was, Is that you or me? I don't remember. Yes, that was me. Which... No, that was, that was me. I, and it was well over a month ago that I felt, based on the depth of the Twins and the fact I thought they'd rebound, that he wasn't going to get either the playing time or put up the numbers he did. And to his credit, he's been very, very good since then. Not a great player. I would. I still would cash in. But needs to he's be rostered. Chris, he's the Chris Taylor of the American League. How about that? I don't agree with you on that, but I respect the fact that he should be on every roster. So I'm not far off your evaluation. I'm not a top 100 guy for me. Is he for you? No, but I feel like if if we're heralding Chris Taylor with his 14 homers and nine steals, then why isn't Polanco getting the same kind of credit? <laughs> Taylor's like, got a much better on-base percentage. Oh, I'm not saying who's a better player. I'm just talking about fantasy. Okay, there's plenty yeah, of but fantasy that, that aren't great. It is it matters. so wide between the he two. He can't score as many runs. He's not going to mm-hmm. score as many runs and yep. probably won't have the same batting average. But, I mean, where's Polanco in the season player rater among hitters? Isn't he? He's got to be. In the th- he has number 40. Yeah. Ahead yeah, of Nelson Cruz. Right. Nelson Cruz, who I love so much, Jorge yeah. Polanco, only because of the stolen bases, is higher on the player rater. He's higher than Jordan Alvarez and Jake Cronenworth and Mookie Betts yeah. and Joey Gallo. I mean, and yeah. Harper. Jorge Polanco's doing fine. Yeah, he's been excellent. As I said, I still lean towards the cash in there and believe in Taylor, but you're right. He's and and the, uh, we're gonna have some really bad blown calls of the year. That's one of mine. Um, I'm gonna have plenty myself. Let's move on to the closers. It's time for you to sing again. It's the closer carousel. Oh, Alex Reyes, that was bad. 
walk people, <laughs> giving up hits. I mean, it was it was about time, I think, for, for his luck to run out to some degree. I mean, you can't walk that many hitters and just get away with it. He had an area blown save, and that was a bad one. Cubs scored a ton of runs. Cubs aren't even, aren't even trying to win, and they scored a ton of runs in the ninth inning to beat Alex Reyes, but I still think he's a safe closer. You were more worried about durability than actual ability, I believe. And is that prob- is that still the case? Yes, I'm trying to do a quick uh, projection of his numbers for you. He's pacing still over 70 innings. That's a little, uh, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. If I told you Joaquin Story is a top 10 closer the rest of the season, would that be crazy? Yes. Arizona was due to start winning more games. I think that's crazy. If he stays in Arizona... Why can't he have as many saves as Alex Reyes or Kenley Jansen in the final two months? Because that team is terrible. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I Look, I get where you're going. You're, it's not an outrageous statement to say that Soria is going to have some definitive fantasy value, should be rostered in all fantasy leagues if he stays in Arizona. But that team is very bad. Uh, who's Baltimore's closer? Do we care? No. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, they're, Tanner they're Scott got match. the chance, I guess. Yeah. Tanner Scott, Tyler Wells, people are adding him. I don't care. And who, are you adding Ryan Tepera, assuming assuming Craig Kimbrell gets traded? Because Chafin probably gets traded too. Rowan Wick is actually uh, 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 supposed to come off the 60-day injury list any day now. And Rowan Wick, I think, got some saves for them last year. Wasn't he their closer when Kimbrell yeah, blew up? Yeah, or that might have been two years ago. Rowan, I'm I can't, the year is all like yeah together at this point i remember the period you said wick did step in as a closer i i think tepper is the one that i would roster if i'm speculating i'm not excited by anybody in that bullpen though to be honest with them that's not one i'm aggressively throwing darts in the hopes that kimbrell gets traded i i don't know how the how good do you think the cubs are going to be after the break it depends who they trade they've been really inconsistent yeah but are they going to be arizona bad i don't I mean with jason hayward batting cleanup i don't so, know I don't think so, but they've been that bad at times. They've they had some real bad losing game streak. losing streak. But like my point is like, doesn't Soria have like five saves this month or something like that? Like even bad teams have stretches where they give people saves. And Definitely, yeah. Soria has three saves in the last four days. Yeah. And five since July 7th. So, you know, how many people have more than that? Josh Hader doesn't. I'm just saying, like, I know that's ridiculous, but I, it doesn't never shocks me when bad teams give their because they don't score a ton of runs, so they're close games. You know, Soria make it more saves than anybody on the Rays. That's legitimate. Yeah, you know that, that it's a fair point. There, there's a path where he could fall into that group. I would, I, I would not place that valuation on him. I, I think I would have no problem off the top of my head coming with ten better relievers. Oh, I, just, that, I, I agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. I'm not saying that. All right. Yeah, I, just, uh, I think we both cut off the top of our head, which says to me that he's probably better. At, at most, he's 16th. Finally, bearing the lead. Worried about the Mets and Diaz or not worried? I'm not worried. I, do I believe in a manager's vote of confidence? I guess I do. I mean, Trevor May may get another save chance soon, but like, it's just a bad stretch for Diaz. Both New York, New York closers and the other one's and, fine. Though. And the other one's quote back in the closer role now it's unbelievable <laughs> all right looking at the schedule there is a day game on thursday half the schedule is off blake snell is back at miami if you want to use blake snell it's a road game but it's a road game against a bad team in a big ballpark so it's probably safe yep. but i don't i mean if you if you give me odds on him going five innings i, I i'm taking the under not you know you know and by the way the guy traded for him luis patino is at cleveland would you rather have today? Uh, you're going to say Snell, but can you make the case for Luis Patino at Cleveland over Blake Snell at Miami today? 
you can going through the the logic you you're giving here. I'm going to take the over on Snell just based on that matchup, but I see your point. Patino, I really don't know what his pitch count is going to be. That's the only problem I have with this game. It's a great matchup. I have no idea what the pitch count is going to be. And in fairness, it is in the road. Cleveland is a noticeably worse ballpark for a pitcher than Tampa Bay. I mean, I'd like to say Patino over Snell rest of the season, but I can't guarantee Patino is going five innings in any of his starts either. Uh, by the way, the Agreed. most added player in ESPN leagues is Cardinals lefty Kwang Hyun Kim. He's at home against Adbert Azalei, who spent a lot of time talking about this season. Kim's not a strikeout guy, but that ERA has been fantastic. And the Cubs, as we said, kind of in the tank here. Friday slate, uh, there is one day game. It's at Wrigley Field. Zach Davies and Zach Gowan, very different. Um, I've given up on Zach Davies. Uh, it's just not enough strikeouts for me. ESPN Plus has Max Fried and Zach Wheeler. Um, my personal choice is probably to watch something else. Um, any other pitchers on Friday that are interesting to you? Oda Rizzi at home against Texas. I don't know what Oda Rizzi is, man. Is he a top 40 starting pitcher or not? Because he wasn't in his last mm-hmm. outing. Fair point. I'm wondering myself. I, I'll lean towards, yeah, but he's got to step up for this matchup. By the way, he's in a pretty good stretch overall. The next mat, uh, matchup that he's going to get is an at Seattle game, another very favorable one. My Friday debate guy is Willie Peralta based on the last outing. He doesn't miss bats at all. I mean, he's been good in the, I think it's two of his past three outings and it's a road Kansas city game. I don't know what to make of this guy. Give me, tell me what I should do. Cause I, he's have, the, him. I have to decide. He's the AL Kwang Young Kim. I mean, you're hoping he can continue to get soft contact without strikeouts. Keep his ERA low. Um, he's on a lesser team, obviously, but it's always dangerous to roster start lefty starting pitchers who don't get strikeouts scare me, and they should scare you. He's not a lefty; he's a righty, though, and it's a great pitcher's Am I ballpark. Wandy, I'm thinking Wandy. Right. Wandy's the Yankee one, yeah, the lefty. Uh, right. So oh, Wh- Willie is the guy who used to be with the Brewers, maybe six. Seven oh, years right, ago. yeah, no, I I mixed them up, but he, yeah, how he's not striking anybody out, which he is was, still the bottom line, right? He he, I think he missed bat, six bats the entire game against Minnesota. I, I started him in that league because I didn't have enough active bodies to fill my pitching spots. That's what happens in the, the leagues they use the three days. I some, and now I have to get my Peraltas mixed up. Um. And that's Friday's slate Saturday. Let's see what Saturday has for us. There's obviously day games on Saturday. Hey, that's Ross um, Detwaller against San Diego. Oh, that's fun. Um, Chris Bassett and Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert's interesting. They win all his starts. He doesn't get lit. He's pitching well. Yeah. Logan Gilbert's okay. Would you use him at home against Oakland? Absolutely. Um, the forecaster grades are currently through the roof. It says this is the prime time to use him. By the way, next outing after that is at Texas. Oh, that was a much better that. matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Carlos Rodon and Corbin Burns. That's fun. Two top 10 starting pitchers this season. Yep. Mm, I don't see anything else. Uh, Merrill Kelly. <laughs> well, Merrill Kelly, I, we should mention, if we're going to talk Willie Peralta, we have to talk Merrill Kelly, yeah. don't we? And Merrill Kelly's been good of late. Now, I don't know why yeah. or whether that'll continue. Not exactly yeah. a strikeout maven himself, but he's been good. You adding him? Who are you adding? Peralta or Kelly? The brain tells me Merrill Kelly is the smarter play here at Cubs. Reasonably favorable matchup. Actually, does that grade is a positive one? Righty's Cubs. Yeah, that grade's actually noticeably above average. I'd go with Kelly. The only problem I have with Kelly is start over start. He is in a very tough schedule situation being in the division he's in. 
Uh, over the past month, it's a sub three ERA and a sub one whip, but not a lot of strikeouts there. So be wary. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN has Lance Lynn of the White Sox, who just got a mm-hmm. contract extension against Brandon Woodruff, who's really good. That's a great pitching matchup. I will be yep. watching that. Love it. Wait. Uh, I'd rather watch game eight of the NBA finals, but that series is already over. (laughs) I love it. Can't do much about that. Um, ESPN plus has Pittsburgh and San Francisco, JD, JT Brubaker and Alex Wood. This is a good spot to use Alex Wood. He looked fine against the Dodgers. So I don't know why you wouldn't trust him at home against Pittsburgh. Giants aren't going away. You know, I, I, I predicted the Padres would win the division and they still can. I thought the Dodgers had some flaws. I didn't realize what was going to happen, you know, to their $40 million right-hander and, and Mookie would have such a bad season. But, you know, they're a little bit flawed, the Dodgers are. I wrote a piece today that said that Cabert Ruiz, who they don't need in the majors anytime soon because they have a great catcher, is, you know, obvious trade bait. And if Cabert Ruiz goes to another team and he's a starting catcher right now, he could be a top 10 fantasy catcher. Which yes. you know might be you know, I totally like wrong, but you know, <laughs> and I just traded for him in my score sheet league. So nice, okay. But you know, my team is dead in the water in that league. Um, and what else? Oh, Tuki Tassant on Sunday. Go Tuki! Great yeah. name. Yep. All right. That is By all. By the way, the schedule. Yes. T- Sunday, Josiah Gray with his first. Uh, he's scheduled for his first start. This you time. know, I watched his outing the other day, and other than the three home runs, it was fine. But you may say, "Oh, Erica, come on!" But other than that, he really was very good. I mean, it's a three pitch arsenal. He was striking people out. It looked like he had good command. He just left a couple over the plate, and they were for home runs. So obviously, you can't say, "Well, you know, you know." Other than the shooting, Abe Lincoln, how how was the play? You can't do that. <laughs> but you know, like. I saw something there with Josiah Gray, which made me think I may even rather have him than Gonsolin the rest of the season. If they let him pitch. If they Ryan Pepiot, well, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but Pe- Pep Ayot, he might be in the majors soon as well. Dodgers need these pitchers because I don't know if that $40 million right-hander is pitching again this season. Yeah. I'm curious about it because, one, does the shoulder issue spare some of it as innings for the rest of the year, or does it uh, heighten their concern about innings caps? The other is it's home Rockies. That is a... Great. Pretty sub- substantially better matchup than the one he just had. It is. It is. I'm Kyle. curious. How that Keep your eye on that guy. Kyle, welcome back. What do you got for us? I've got trivia and hash browns, but I mean, other than the home runs, he was good. Like, other than a lack of height I, he and only, skill, I'd be in the NBA. Like, I he mean, made you know, the reference, man. He made I, the I reference. know, I know I, it sounds ridiculous, and I say ridiculous things all the time on this show, and maybe that's why people listen. But his outing... I mean, I he gave up. He gave up four hits in four innings. Now, three of them left the ballpark, but he had seven strikeouts, so he gave up no only one other hit. He only walked one. I mean, he did look like a major league pitcher to me. Okay, he, no, obviously, got to do, some, do something about the home runs. Two true outcomes. Yeah, two true outcomes. Yeah, I like. So, yeah, I just I thought it was. Yeah, that's probably what he is. is. I put it in a weird way. I I I grant you that. <laughs> And the Abe Lincoln thing was probably going too far. I, no, I, Abe, too, too soon, man. Too Abe, soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon on Abe Lincoln? Yeah, 150 years is too soon. I thought that was a perfect way to frame it. <laughs> All right, trivia for today. I want you to name the two players this season that have a 300 batting average and at least 10 steals since June 1st. Was one player that list got doubled last night? I we'll got a left field guess on that one. Out of left field? I, I, Maybe yeah. the left fielder. Who knows? Hash Browns. Start with show. He has a roster spot available and wants to speculate on a high upside player the rest of the way. Doesn't care about the floor. 
Who wants to know who you like? Hitter or pitcher is okay by him. Oh, boy. I, I just guess leave closer him. would be available, too, here if you want to. I mean, the closer ones are obviously with, you know, with Bednar and Tapera and, you know. Right, because isn't that the way to add most value? Because if a closer gets six saves in three weeks, like that's more value than any sleeper hitter could possibly. I guess, but like there's so many saves available that nobody wants right now. Then I don't even know if I could answer it that way. You know, like Ian Kennedy still is available in half of ESPN's leagues. Ian Kennedy, who's getting saves. You know, Ranger Suarez, in theory, a closer. Gregory Soto is a closer. He's available in 80% of leagues. So why, you know, to me, why would you trade for David Bednar when you could just pick up Yimmy Garcia right now? Maybe he gets traded, maybe he doesn't. But who's trading for Yimmy Garcia in real life? So I guess my point is it's always going to be a starting pitcher with ace upside to do it, to pull a Chris Medlin or, you know, what DeGrom's doing this season. So, you know, I can't believe it's going to be Willie Peralta or Chris Flexen doing that, but... Maybe David Price is that guy. Doesn't he start at home against the Rockies this weekend? So maybe he's that guy who he's you know. readily available and they stretch him out and he starts putting up big numbers. It could be him. Maybe it's Aristides Aquino, who I I think that'd be ridiculous, but we've seen him do it for a short stretch of time. You know, maybe he pulls a Willie Adamas and starts starts hitting for power every night. I guess that's possible too. So Tristan, you have any answers here? You're the yeah. guy who wins leagues. Show does not read my columns, and I'm sorry that that makes me sound like a jerk, but it's just – this is as broad a question as it gets. And, Eric, I like your, your mentions of David Price. I would have thrown Josiah Gray, who we just talked about. You're talking about upside. Show one's upside. That's what we're looking at. And the hitter one for me is Jaron Duran, and I wrote about him the other day. So if you want to have a detailed rundown, it's more than we should spend time on here. If you're listening to this show, I don't know how you can't be reading Tristan's work every week. Um, he he wins and all yours. his leagues. Uh, no, I'm just mailing it in. But you 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 win all your leagues, and you got to read what he says. You know, I wasted a column. He's mailing it in, but I'm going to the mailbox every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how are we still every here? Day. I don't know. All right. Uh, what's next? Well, I, this question came up for me while you were talking about the increased scoring potential as the season goes on, and I think I buy that. Is there anything actionable you would do to adjust your roster to account for that? Does it make aces more valuable? Yeah, I think trading for starting pitchers that you know you can count I am, on. I am, guys. Okay. And who you know are not going to be on innings limits. Like, you right. have to trade Trevor Rogers of Miami right now because in a month he may not be pitching. A two-for-one yeah. kind of thing? Him and a lesser pitcher for – a one a better pitcher, a better yeah. player. If you want to buy low on Mookie right now, he's better than this. He's got your Yelich who maybe his power comes back. I don't know. Rendon, who I mo- I think I moved out of my top hundred. I just, you know, I'm trading for healthy guys. The guys who haven't been healthy this, se- this season that have multiple DL stints keep going on the DL. Like, why would you trade for you know Rendon or Yelich right now? They're not healthy, clearly. Or Voight. Look, Voight could come back by our next show. Why are you trading for Luke Voigt? You think he's just going to all of a sudden be healthy? I don't. Yeah. What were you going to say? This is why, by the way, I this is why, by the way, I insist that Eric is wrong. He is not mailing it in. He's doing the overnight Federal Express with the extra charges, so you get it early in the morning. You're spot on of the workloads. The workloads are so critical right now. We have never been in this situation in. Well, I can't say the history of baseball because I don't know about 1919, 1920. I just for some reason I wasn't analyzing baseball back then, but in. The fantasy era, we have never faced what baseball's facing in terms of managing these workloads over the final two months. And so by the way, I would want the guys you trust. I, the I, aces. I wrote about Wade Miley to lead a 
guys who threw no hitters column. Yep. Wade Miley's arm is like made of rubber. Yep. He's not going to get hurt. He's on I no workload. <laughs> He's fine. But the, the you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. They were guys like the Adam Wainwright is not going to get hurt. Adam Wainwright he doesn't throw ninety eight miles per hour. Adam yep. Wainwright is a guy you want to invest in. He goes deep into games. Last night, maybe a little too deep. But the point is, he's not going to get hurt. You want innings? Yep. Adam Wainwright gives you innings. So, and yep. these guys are readily available. I'm not, you know, a free agency, but I'm sure that the Wainwright owner is going to trade him. Anyway. I have Wainwright on my NL only team in that big league. I have Luis Garcia on my AL only team in that league. Which one do you think I am more oh. worried about? And it's by a lot. Garcia is pitching in middle relief at once a week in uh-huh. September. For a team that thinks they've already won the division. Yeah. He's a better you know, pitcher. Oh, yeah. But that's not what we're arguing. But that's not what we're after here. Exactly. And and teams that are out of contention. Like, if Casey Mize has a hangnail, you think he's pitching in September? They, no. They announced in May that Casey Mize was going to be pitching in a piggyback role. And I thought it would Absolutely. be by this point. Yeah. I mean, so the t- it's contenders versus non-contenders. So why would the t- Tigers risk anything at all with any of their young stars? Oh. And it's a shame about Spencer Turnbull, who I really like. Yeah. And I liked him a couple of years ago, but now he yeah. we're not seeing him till 2023, which is the same. Yeah. And Davey doesn't like it th- either. Who's that free agent that relief or the starting pitcher who keeps bouncing around? I think he's been with Toronto and Miami and now he's with Detroit. Uh there's a starting pitcher on Detroit here. Yeah, like? there's a guy who keeps bouncing around. I think he was with Milwaukee to make a couple starts either last year or the year before that. He's just made the rounds as the you know the new Bart full of cologne. <laughs> uh, well, he's not in their rotation today. I don't oh, know who you're who- who is? I'll find it. I'll find it. Now I want to know who you're talking about. Yeah, if Tristan has interest in a guy, I suddenly no. have interest in said guy. Oh, no, I don't have interest in the guy. Oh, okay, I'm just saying that mind. the Tigers are trying to align guys to fill Got those, those innings. It. They're showing their hand. I mean, yeah, they're gonna, they could shut down Mize and Screwball and Matt Manning. You know, It's a Zach. It's in a, a month. Zach. It, what do you mean it's a Zach? It's a guy named Zach. <sighs> who? Godly. Oh, oh, you don't man. want him. Why do you no, want I'm him? No, he doesn't want him. Lining pieces. Oh, yeah. The, the guys like that are going to be pitching in September for half the teams in baseball. Zach or am I missing Godley? No, maybe he went somewhere else. Maybe it wasn't Detroit. <laughs> I mean, if you think anywhere is worth targeting. The Phillies are going to have to turn to Chase Anderson. That's maybe this weekend. Yeah. Oh, the Bru- no. terrible. Oh, the but, in- yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland signed him. Okay, see what I mean? This guy's been making the rounds everywhere. I want to see Bartolo. I, I we will devote a whole show to this if Bartolo Colon comes back. We've I done know. more for less. Come on, Baltimore, do it. National team, no national league team, please. A national league team. Oh, oh I want to see him hit. Yeah, yeah. Hit him. yeah. Last year, and I watch pitchers hitting. I want to see it, please. You know what? It may not be. I, it better I, be. I, I think it's fifty-fifty at this point. It better be gone, and there better be nine-inning doubleheaders and goodbye to that extra inning rule next year. Or what? You and I watch hockey together. We're, we're break- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do we'll it. Break down James Van Reenstyke every night. Just a hockey guy. I like it. Flyers. They uh, anyway. Kraken. Good for the Kraken. That was fun. Oh, I watched a little a bit of that. Fun jersey too. Fun jersey. All right, All right. We're wasting time. All right. Dan had a question about another innings eater. What's Lance Lynn's value in a keeper format? Thirty-four years old. Continues to produce at a high level. Any reason to think he's not an ace over the next one to three seasons? If he's not in my top ten, he's right there. And he's right there for the next three seasons. They just signed him to what? Two-year contract extension? Yep. No no concerns whatsoever with Lance Lynn. Durable. Yeah, two years, 38 million extension. Starts next year. Um, ton of strikeouts. Ton of wins on a good young team with good offensive pieces. Um, again, if Lance Lynn is not in my top 10 among starting pitchers, he's like 12. He's right there. 
Love him. No concerns. You? No. Skills look solid, consistent. No loss of velocity. The, the, he minimizes hard contact. There's nothing here in this profile that looks like a big concern. And, I mean, it's, it's not the first time we've seen a power arm guy like this put up good numbers past the age of 33. I mean, it's a, it's a huge debate for Dynasty just because we, we think so much about prospects. But you're probably getting two and a half more elite years out of them, don't you think? At, at least. I see no concerns here. Obviously, the spin rate didn't hurt him at all. He's allowed three runs in his past three outings. Four outings. He's fine. I got. I, I, well, you say at least. I, I gotta add. So I gotta ask you. You you'd place the bet on it being more than two and a half years. I would say three time. years. I, I you're right. I, I but I think thing, things are different now. Thirty seven years old. Why can't Lance Lynn still be good? I mean, Verlander was fine his last year. Scherzer's still fine. I mean, I don't want to yeah. put an age on a guy and say, "Oh, Nelson Cruz, you're done now." Nelson Cruz yeah. isn't done. Nelson Cruz is you know your designated hitter by next Friday or somebody's, and they should trade him. I want to see him in the playoffs. Nelson Cruz is still yeah. great. So some, some pitchers are built for this, and he seems watching him pitch. That body, that the way Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn is built, even in this Cardinal days, you knew he was going to be durable. Um, no concerns whatsoever. I would trade for him in a dynasty because you want to win the next three years too. Don't worry. Don't stop adding guys who who just got drafted. Okay, you know Jack Leiter, great. We're going to see him in three years. Well, Lance Lynn for the next three years is going to be a top ten starting pitcher. Yeah. I'd rather have him. Would you dynasty. trade? In a dynasty league, there's no lock on how long you keep the guys. Would you trade Adley Rutschman today for Lance Lynn? That's a little bit different because I think Rutschman is going – would I trade the first pick in the amateur draft, the Pirates catcher? Yes, because that guy's three years away. Rutschman mm-hmm. is a top 10 fantasy catcher next year. So that I may not do. I That's think Rutschman is close yeah. But almost anybody who's a prospect right now – would I trade Julio Rodriguez for Lance Lynn? That's the next, the next guy I was going to ask. Yes. Julio Rodriguez. Of course I would. Now, what? now you, we think Julio Rodriguez will be great. Lance Lynn is great. You want to win that now or in 2027? But that's the question. If you couldn't calculate it that you had a high likelihood of winning the league, not cashing in, winning the league, would you do it? Uh, it's it's. The, Let's say the I trading always, firm is giving you a 50-50 shot at the championship. 50-50 take the shot. Yeah, I'd win now. Take the shot okay. and win now. I, I, I mean, can't argue with that. I can't. I can't. I you always try to win now unless it's obvious you can't. I think if it's under 50-50, I'd probably keep the prospect. But I, yeah, you're right. You gotta win. Most of these prospects are not going to work out, people. I mean, we're I'm in the middle of a score sheet draft right now where we're all drafting all the guys who were just drafted in the amateur draft last week, and I know that these guys, half of them, are not going to pan out. I know I don't. I got the shortstop Brady House of Washington. I I don't know. First of all, I'm waiting three years, which is ridiculous, you know. But that's what we're drafting. So. I would love to trade that guy if anybody in that league would listen, and none of them would. I would love to trade Brady House, who I just drafted, for somebody who could help me right now, or even like Eloy. All right. I like that discussion. Mike wants to know how Otani or how the positioning works for Otani. If he's getting credit for playing the outfield in these games that he's starting, and if he were to enter 2022 with outfield eligibility, would he be your number one ranked overall player? Does it matter to you? First of all, he's not going to get 20 games in the outfield. He has what six? He has no, he has almost no chance whatsoever. He well, he has six get, games. He could get it, to 10 and be eligible this year in the outfield. And that would right. help teams. Right. But to me, he is such a good hitter and and useful pitcher that whether he's DH only or outfield as well, I mean, obviously it would make some difference, but not enough for me to go again. Like I still think right now Tatis and Soto over Otani next year. I mean, have you seen what Juan Soto's done, people, in the last week? Juan Soto. I said on last week's show he could win the batting title. He could hit 20 home runs in the second half of the season. He looks that good right now. He's locked in. 
he's going to say the Derby did it. Come on. The fact is Juan Soto was always one of the best players in baseball. Derby didn't do it. Him being awesome did it. Exactly. And so if, if Otani is you, is you DH only next year, maybe he's my third, fourth, fifth pick. If he added outfield eligibility, I don't think he would go ahead of Tatis or Soto. That's right now. And Turner's in there. Who else is in there for you? Acuna can't be because he's probably missing some time. Mookie. Is Mookie even top 10 right now for next year? I don't know. Maybe not. Might be, but it would be back end. That would be a debatable thing. You know, a trout, obviously. Yeah. Would you take – all right, so let, let's put it this way. If we project – this is going to sound wild, but this whole entire show for me has been, Mr. Lincoln. If trout we project to bat 320 next year with 35 homers and three steals, and Otani we project to bat 300 or 280 with 35 home runs and 20 steals, but Otani's not outfield eligible, would you still take Otani over trout? Think you can make that case? You can make the case because what you're getting in addition for the pitching. and the pitching. I think he, I don't think he's a 280 hitter. I think he could. I don't think he is a 280 hitter. Um, that stolen base difference makes Otani a better fantasy option as a hitter alone than Trout. That's crazy. As a hitter that. alone, no, I don't agree with that. With the but pitching, the player rater yeah. bear that out. The player rater bears no. this out. That twenty more stolen bases for a guy with just as much power. Obviously, there's a batting average difference. If it's forty points in batting average, that's a, that. That would be a differentiator. But the valuation of batting average year over year makes me say I'm not sure. I, I, I see what you're saying. It is possible. I I'd have to run the numbers on that. It's close. So you're taking Trout over Otani next year? I'm not sure I would, with what I know today. But I, I don't see how we can. That's that would be very. Cl- I, I'm 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 not going to jump on this Otani band. Throwing the idea that he's the number one pick to me is completely absurd. Oh, I didn't say one. I said three. I know you're not, but the question takes us in the direction of number one. That part Who's of the number, discussion. If, if, if Tatis and Soto are my one two, is Trout or Otani number three? I don't. I think it's Otani. Right Turner now. over them without question yeah. for me. It's not even close. Not even close. Well. Okay, it's it's to me it's he is the guy. I don't have to hesitate to say that for me Trey Turner is over those guys. You Trey could Turner put them four pitch. five. <laughs> but with that comes some health risk too with Otani that you don't have otherwise. Yeah. How, like, how many years are we gonna talk about health risk on Otani before it happens? It, it's happened happen. every year. It hasn't happened this year. This. It's happened. I don't care about oh, last year. Don't John Carlos Stanton. That's not the same thing. Yes, it is. It is exactly the same. When you have a history of injuries at a young age. Carlos Stanton hurts a hamstring walking down the steps. Otani's played for four months now without an injury and pitched. He has also put himself in position much more often than Giancarlo Stanton to get himself injured. It doesn't matter how you're getting there. The fact fact is he happens to get injured. I love the fact he's staying healthy, and it's going to make me feel a lot better about him next year, but he is going to be way overdrafted if he has a fully healthy season. All right. You know, he's what? not no, as good at batting average. He's, he's definitely have, got injury. I risk. better not have jinxed Otani this weekend. Oh, don't tweet don't me if he gets hurt. I don't think he did, but the, the outfield thing, does it matter? No, it probably doesn't. It, it, it would be nice. That was By a the way, what I do, an easy question. What, what I do is I look at the DH guys, DH only, is there going to be a high volume of them? And I'll give you the DH guys only for next year. Look like Nelson Cruz, Otani, Giancarlo Stanton, Jordan Alvarez and J.D. Martinez are probably going to get to outfield eligibility. Yerman Mercedes, Fran Mill Reyes, Mitch Moreland, Miguel Cabrera. Whoa, Jordan Alvarez is going to get 20 games? Yeah, he's got 15 in the outfield. 
15 wow. in the outfield. Good chance he's getting there. Oh, I'm Miguel Cabrera already has first base. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't care about Miguel Cabrera. Okay. That's it. um, it's not a year that's going to be full of DH only. All right, great. Let's finish no, up. Last question here. I want a one-word answer from both you guys to answer Mark's question. Paul Goldschmidt's OPS has improved each month. Do you buy him as an elite four-category guy the rest of the way? One word, Mr. Carabell, go. No. Tristan? No. All right, easy enough. He's been impressive, though. I've watched him. He's he's playing well. Wording the question. Elite? Yep. We throw and, around, and, and around labels four category. Too, yeah. too freely. Three category. Two category, really. Good player. Good, Good player. player. But Better than he was two and a half months ago. Top 100 player. Yeah. You know. All right, here we go. Back to trivia. Name the two players with a 300 batting average and at least 10 steals since June 1st. Tristan had an out of left field guess. Let's hear it. I was going to throw the guy we mentioned before, and that is Akil Badu has been that good lately. Hmm. Close, but no cigar. Wit. Wit got there last night. He, this was supposed to be a one single player question, then Wit had to steal the base last night. So Wit is there. So Mr. Carabell, of course, gets one right. But you need the other one, which is where we started with this question. That's going to be the tougher one, I'm sure. This is the tougher one. I go to Trey Turner next, and it's not going to be an obvious guy. It's not going to be an obvious guy. So in a sense, you're right by being wrong. Um, Well, Tim Anderson's been running. Tim Anderson does not get there. He has seven stolen bases. Scrub. (laughs) I don't think Tommy Pham's batted 300. I don't think he can. I don't think he's capable of it. <laughs> Tommy Pham, seven stolen bases. It's not straw. 315 batting average, though. Straw, eight stolen bases. Mm. 295. So he didn't, uh, there we go. A first bat, not really a bad guess, but well, you didn't qualify. not you didn't, far off. You didn't I qualify mean, in either. You I nail all I didn't my guess trivia. Drought. <laughs> no, you nail all my trivia. So anytime you're wrong, I'm taking uh, Tapia. There we go. Oh, I knew it would only take you a few guesses. Rockies player. <laughs> He's ben, been running three, a lot. 311 yeah. with 11 steals since the beginning of June. Yeah, underrated player who I probably don't rank well enough, but What's where is he on the season? Split? Oh, you know it can't be good. <laughs> no, that's what I'm concerned about is that he has been awesome they played, at home. They played more games at home, haven't they? I think. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, 845 OPS at home, 576 on the roadies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's 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 not good. Although the he steals is, are the same, same stolen yeah. bases, home and road. So, so he's at Alberto Mondesi's uh, August twenty twenty. Do you realize Ramiel Tapia is the number eleven outfielder on the full season player rater? How about that? Yeah, he's had a very good year. Ahead of Starling Marte, who was hurt. Ahead of Winker, Walsh, Hanniger, Rosarena, who has been good of late. Do you like players who you know exactly when to use them and they're going to deliver great numbers, nope. but you can't? You don't? No, okay. I don't. I hate, yeah. I, I hate rostering Rockies in fantasy. I got to tell you, I know people <laughs> think that's crazy, but like, I don't want to – I took a Herman Marquez for like a dollar or two in, in Tal, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. But I I hate thinking about like two start weeks at home. Now, he's been usable at home, but – Ooh, this I is hate, bad. What? I've got a bad fact for you. The Rockies have 20 – Eight remaining home games, and they have 39 remaining road games. Go, Herman Marquez. Trade Ramel Tapia quickly. Sorry, it's wow. 30, 38. So it's. So yeah. Trevor Story was going to struggle anyway. 38 28. That's interesting. That, that could be written in the Trevor Story to the White Sox report. 
play mm-hmm. second base. All right, we're done for today. Thank you so much for listening to our little show, Fantasy Focus Baseball. We really do appreciate you listening, and we hope you listen for the final two-plus months of the season. We're going to keep doing it. We think on Mondays and Thursdays, Fantasy Focus Baseball, presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Congrats to the Bucks, Kyle Soppy, great job as always. Tristan, happy cock-off as well. And I'm just Eric. Have an awesome weekend.